What would you do if you got scammed? Would you suffer in silence or would you do something about it? Well, I got scammed once and this is the story of what I did. I'm Justin Sales, the host of The Wedding Scammer, a true crime podcast from The Ringer. And for seven episodes, we're hunting a con man, a guy with a lot of aliases, a guy who's ruined a lot of weddings. And with the help of some friends, I just might be able to catch him. Listen to The Wedding Scammer on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. This episode is brought to you by Thomas's. Thomas's presents Technique with Tom. Slicing an English muffin with a butter blade? Boulder Dash. Just pull apart with your hands and marvel in the nooks and crannies splendor. For each one is unique like a snowflake. Thomas's. Huzzah! A toast to breakfast. This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Cars can be a big investment, so it's important to take care of them. I once got a car that I started out with 25000 miles on, I got it to over 200,000 miles because I took care of it. You know how you take care of a car? You take care of the maintenance, the oil, the brakes, all that stuff. And if you don't, you can have a car just completely fall apart. When your car needs maintenance, head to Jiffy Lube. They provide automotive excellence at speed. Get your oil changed, brakes checked, Tons of other multi-care services. It's all done by expertly trained technicians who actually care about taking care of you and your car. Jiffy Lube, car more. To find coupons and start an instant online estimate, visit jiffylube.com. Mac Jones is the new Tom Brady. Buy his cards. Why would you say that? Boom. You know that's not right, right? Better than Patty Mahomes. Better than Josh Allen. Better than Lamar Jackson. Better than Joe Montana. Here's the problem. Better than John Elway. You came into the office saying this. Better than Brock Purdy. I'm starting to think you believe it. And better than Thomas Edward Brady. I do not. Okay, now I I believe you. Yeah, for the record, I do not. He is still the most... The Bills suck, by the way. How do you how do you let up 29 points to that team? I'm telling you. Their offense is trash. They would, The fact that the court, the the kicker missed two field goals did not help at all, of course. But you let up course. 29 points. I'm not saying, yeah. That, that, I just, I'm just saying the they Bills, should have won the game multiple reasons. They should not have won the game. The Bills the, find ways to lose games. They are trash bags, as they always have been. Josh Allen is overrated, as he always has been. And his market is always going to suffer okay. until he wins the Super Bowl. Disagree on that point, but that's Which okay. point? Uh, uh, the many points that you made that they should not have, why you thought they should not have won the, uh, lost the game, but, or I'm sorry, why you sh- thought they should have won the game. Excuse me. Well, you have the worst offense in football statistically. With statistically, they do not have the, the, the Bills? Patriots do. Oh, I, and you allow them with under two minutes to come back and score a touchdown. You do not deserve to win that. I don't care if you missed 47 kicks. You were up. They needed a touchdown to beat you. A crap offense against a pretty good defense with two minutes left on the road, and you allowed them to come back. That's pathetic. I'm just saying, did you watch any of the game? I watched the fourth quarter. You watched the fourth quarter? Okay. You let that team come back. There was, watching Mac play was not entertaining at all. Agreed. Watching Bills play what they did, where it wasn't on special teams or anything. When they weren't on special teams, they looked pretty decent for a good majority, other than that very first throw. I would argue they looked horrible on defense. Okay. Let up twenty. That's what I'm saying. They look. You saw, but you only saw the very last quarter where let, that's where they that's where their defense fell apart. They had let that. up twenty two points to that point. 
Um, okay. I, I'm not, there's no point in arguing because at this point, well, it's not an I argument. Do, they let us 22 know. points not, before. Right? I'm not saying it's a, an a outright argument. I'm just saying that there was a lot of really good in that game. And you're only judging it on like that last quarter where they, oh. they gave up some stuff. Yeah. Admittedly. I guess this is a not, I actually do not mean this offensively. I say a lot of things to offend you. Sure. That to me is a very layman sports take. Like I think, so, and I, let me explain because I'm sure. really actually not. No, I think no, you I, watch that game, you're like, oh, the Bills actually played better almost the whole game. They came back. They should have won that. That is one. People who watch football a lot, I think, like myself, looked and were like, you. They never should have been in a position to be close. First of all, ever. Okay. You have, uh, and then you let them come back with two minutes. It's just that is the story of the Bills. They let teams hang around that they shouldn't, and it's just another. And now you're four and three. Let's talk about the game that I did watch all of instead of just bits and pieces of that one. Did you watch any of the Dolphins Eagles game? I watched the majority of it. Yeah. That game. We had different takes on this one too, but But I, I again, But it was an entertaining game. I know that you said that you're the reason why you feel that Hertz is not being uh paid attention to in the hobby is because he's not as good of a, a quarterback as we were talking about Herbert off off air. But I do think that if you are going to watch them play it's hard not to view the Eagles as a dominant team. And therefore, if he goes to a Super Bowl and he wins, even if he's not the best quarterback, I would still think his values would be higher than what they are. Granted, he didn't win. He's very, they got very close and they've only lost one game this year. I don't know. They're on their way back. It just doesn't make sense that Herbert's pricing is so much higher than his. I'm not sitting here defending Herbert as a QB. If I'm starting a team tomorrow, I'm probably still taking Hurts because I like his X-Factor stuff. But Herbert has shown multiple times in multiple seasons that he can be an elite arm talent in the league. I've never seen that from Hurts consistently. Well, we talked about this before. He wins games, by the way. He's a lot like Tua. I think they both win games, which is great. Honestly, he's a lot like Purdy. I think the three of those guys are very, very similar. Excellent weapons around them. Very good offensive teams. I think they play... Pretty good, but I would argue you could put almost anybody in those situations and they would do pretty close. Purdy, I actually think, think, has played better than those two have. I just think that they're able to think on the spot, especially like Hurts watching him play where he there he had to make last-minute change decisions. It seemed like he knew what to do in those moments. He is a turnover machine, though. See, again, this to me is what we talked about off air. But he only had the— what He had did, two turnovers. He had two turnovers in that game. That's ter- but even his stats, he's had nine touchdowns, eight interceptions, and a number of fumbles. That's horrible. I know. But his QBR, I know you don't like it. But it's still, it doesn't mean anything. I mean, it means something. The fact that there's what is it now six and one? I mean, they're they're doing some of a number of things right. Granted, their offensive line is pretty dominant. The whole team is dominant. And again, it's not even to take away from him. But if you're asking me why don't guys invest in him, because yeah. I think a lot of people look and say, you know what? Two things. A, when he gets a major contract, which he will get, that's one thing that's coming for the, for the Dolphins, the Eagles, and the Niners. Eventually, you're going to have to pay your quarterback. We saw this years ago with Russell Wilson. Mm-hmm. Russell Wilson was a third-round pick making no money, so you could load up at every other position, make an elite team around him, and they won championships. The same is true right now. The Niners, the Dolphins, the Eagles have elite talent on both sides of the ball because you can pay everybody else because you're paying your quarterback nothing. Eventually, that's going to change. Either that changes or other guys, when their contracts come up, A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith, their money comes up yeah. and they leave. I don't know. I have not I seen— I trust your opinion and I a lot of this enough. more than mine, of Here's course. the thing. I just haven't seen enough from Hurts. Even Purdy, by the way, and, and I think Purdy is—I think all three of these are good quarterbacks. It's not a knock on them. 
But I don't know that I've seen enough from any of those three where if they start losing weapons or when they get paid, it takes away from the team. Yeah. If any of them are the guy. Well, you I said look Hertz at, to uh, Hertz Purdy. Hertz to a Purdy. To a two. Okay. I look at Herbert, and although he's terrible at times and makes poor decisions, I look at him and I'm like, hmm, another year or two. A lot like Trevor Lawrence. I'm like, this kid makes some unbelievable throws with much less talent on his roster. Could this be the type of guy that does it on his own? Maybe. That's what made Brady great all those years, by the way. Brady was great with great teams, and he was great with crap teams. That the great ones are. Yeah. yeah. I would argue Patty Mahomes, by the way. He's had one or two weapons some of the time. But even when Kelsey goes down, Mahomes is great. Like, there's not a lot of guys who are great with and without weapons. At this point. Peyton was that way, by the way. Great. If, you, if you had to take one of those three, though. To start my franchise around right yeah. now, I'd take Purdy. Oh, All things okay. being equal, money aside, just who do I think I would want to start a franchise around? Brock Purdy. At this point, of we those have not three seen, only, by the way. Of course, we haven't seen what Purdy's going to do tonight. The my after that first loss, I am very curious to see if that got in his head. If he got, if he comes back and he's just same old Purdy that we've seen the rest of the season, I, that'd be amazing. But the fear is, once a big change like that happens, you finally break his streak. Does that get inside his head? I don't know. I we'll mean, see. This is, a, I think, to me, this is a bounce back game. He comes out. It's a terrible defense they're playing. He absolutely lights up Minnesota they add Vikings. I believe that's the case, I think that's but they're the a terrible team. So the the thought that Hertz is off the the table for you in the sense of any kind of investment, right? And no, I mean I think he's okay. Now a different conversation. But you're we started talking like why is he outsold by so many other guys? That's why. Well, I mean he's really not outsold by so many other guys. Burrow but and the Herbert, fact though. that he's Blow outsold by away. Burrow and Herbert. Burrow, yeah. he should. I mean, we've seen Burrow be as good as any quarterback in football. And Herbert, like I said, has that almost like that Zion type effect. Man, what if? Yeah. I don't think a lot of guys are like what if. And that's I can't I say all that, and I'm I would still preface it with I think Hertz is very good and is capable of winning with that team. I really liked your point about like when they actually have to pay these quarterbacks, what's gonna happen to their offensive line. To, not just a, that, to skill yeah. positions, to everything. It's a brutal. Yeah. Brady was one of the rare guys, too, who always took less money on the cap. Against the cap, always took less money. Mm-hmm. Breeze was notorious for this, though. Drew Breeze always made a ton of money, and it crippled the weapons it could keep around him. I don't, I'm not ever going to fault no, somebody for making the most money you can make. Like, go nuts. Sure. But, like, that's the, that's the trade-off. And that's why Seattle's window was so small. They made back-to-back Super Bowls. They won one, they lost one. And all of a sudden, hey, we got to pay Russ which means we can't pay X, Y, Z, which means our team overall is not as good. Okay, so let's take out Brock Purdy. Who else are you looking at QB-wise? Anybody tickling your fancy? And I'm trying to lead you to the Bears game, just so you know. Oh, I mean, I I wouldn't go anywhere near Tyler Bajan. You wouldn't do anything? Tyson. Really? I would sell his stuff right now if I had it. Just the story alone seems like a a pick. Well, the story alone seems like we've seen a crazy— I did pull up some stats oh, while you're in the bathroom. Here's a freaking notebook. I, I had to write them a down. A salmon-colored shirt and a notebook. It says, "Who's the, hey, hang on. What was the girl's name? The spy. The spy, the spy with girl. the salmon-colored shirt? Harriet the spy. That's you. Dude, I love, I, I did so many spy activities when I was a kid because of Harriet the spy. I had a belt just like her. I had a little compass. There was a mirror on there, binoculars, and a notepad because any spy has a good sure. notepad. Tyler has these, has these, these, <laughs> is it a Tyson? It, it is Tyson. I and Tyson. before the thing, <laughs> you said fault. Tyler like 20 times and got in my head. Take a breath. I, I'm sorry. Ty, Tyson over here. Tyson for the bears. Never has there been a D2 QB that came from an undrafted free agent status, then gone on to make the 53 man roster and dress the entire season. Cool. Also love it. 
NCAA, he has the NCAA all-time record for touchdown throws. So uh, passes, excuse me, 159. Okay. Better than anybody else. That does not mean he's going to be the best quarterback in the NFL. It is just something that if there's a reason for guys to get hype and start speculating after that game and after things like that, this just seems like a guy who's just going to spike. He's going to come down after that spike, but I do think he will spike because there's enough guys wanting to bet on it. Oh, I don't. I don't think anybody's betting on him. I think, think everybody, so. if you had him by chance right now, you just sell him right now. Well, that's the problem. There are very few of his cards out there, so I think that's going to be the big hindrance in that. But Do we know the deal really, with Fields, by the way? He's going to be out at least for a few games, it said, because of the dislocated, dislocated thumb. thumb. Yeah. I mean, that's the other thing, too. When Fields comes back, as soon as he's healthy, he's back. There's not a single world scenario where this guy starts over a healthy Justin Fields. Why? They've only won the one game with him this year. Because one guy's proven he's a starter in the league. Another guy had a decent game because he wasn't excellent. He was okay yesterday against the Raiders. That's why. But it just doesn't happen. I, 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 again, it's okay. Okay. Jerk, Based but, on what we're at right now, yes, that's that could be that argument could easily be made. However, what if you see him next week, next Sunday? He does I, something. I still don't think he's, you I still, still don't think there's a chance. I, if I was a betting man, I don't think as soon as Fields is ready to go, I think he's back. Like not that's, even. Yeah, that's what I'm trying to get to. Is there a world where you could see where Fields does not? Okay, so here's the world. If he's out for three, four, five weeks and they're undefeated with the kid, I guess maybe. So I'm trying to hang. What on. was the scenario when Purdy came in and replaced um, Trey Lance? I don't remember. It just seems like something similar to that. I thought Purdy might. Have, I actually don't remember that, but Purdy was well. Purdy was Mister Relevant last pick. Uh, by the way, next week they're at the Chargers Sunday Night Football. I mean, it's a winnable game. That's what I mean. Okay, I I, I would be shocked. I hope it happens. I'd love to see some crazy upset. And, the thing is, I they the have only a buy after I've, that. Only cards I've been able to find twenty twenty three is that there's a select draft pick uh, that's with all he's got right. Uh, there's a, I think it has an auto. Yeah, hey, that's an quick, auto. By the way, the week after that they're at the Saints. So again. That's a brutal. The Saints defense at home has always been tough, though. I don't think we see him. But, but aren't the Saints like one in six or something? Saints could be oh in thirty nine. They're always tough defensively at home. Always have been. I thought that was just like a whole Patriots mentality, like a whole superstition of. Oh, they were always tough against Brady too. But they're they're just a tough. That defense at home has always played pretty tough. Um, yeah, I hope you're right. I'm just saying. To me, there's not a single scenario in the world where I would go out and spend a, 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 set, a penny on this kid because I think you're buying at the absolute crazy peak. And I think two months from now, it's a story that almost everybody totally has forgotten about. Oh yeah, that kid came in and easily could be, easily could be right. But uh, the the thought that there aren't so many gamblers in the hobby that want to find the next guy, and who's that guy right now? If it's not going to be someone like this, because. I mean, people aren't going after Minsu, and they're not going after, you know, Jared Goff's replacement, whoever that'll eventually be. Because after that game, the other, last night was awful. Well, I, I'm just, I mean, I would much rather buy Jared Goff stuff right now than this kid. Well, yeah, as far as like an investment in the long term, but I'm saying like as a someone who could have that potential big spike. That's what I'm talking about. I'm talking the about spike those happened, guys. Though. That, I guess that's my. That's why I, I don't think from. it has necessarily happened okay. because there aren't enough cards out there to really spike on. I but mean, there's like, not going you, to be either. He's not going to be in any more sets for months, if at all. The the card, I think the card that most seems to have sold the most yesterday and today, actually, it is, I think it is that select auto that seems to really be hot at the moment. It did jump. I'm trying to find a price. 
there's so many sold between yesterday and today that yeah. you just keep scrolling and scrolling and it's like hard to get to the very end of this list. Exactly. I'll try and find what that price is. But I mean, even then it's it's $125 for that card, which is crazy for a unknown draft pick. But I I just think of what Purdy's pricing did. And, and granted, he is it he has done something that he that Tyson has not done yet. But at the same time, when Purdy first started playing, it was only like the first few games where his pricing really spiked. Like it jumped quite a bit and then settled back down and then spiked again. That well, was he also went like eight no. He literally just lost his first game as a starter I last know. week. I know, but that's what I mean. Like Maybe in those you're first right. few I, games. I would say if you think if you think that way, then you should buy him now because you won't have another opportunity. I there's just no way in the world I would spend a penny on this kid's stuff. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I'm looking at this select uh, his score gold zone auto sold today. Number to 50, Panini score, Tyson Bajan, $225. What? Like, in what world am I buying? I just, his Leaf Draft Autos are selling for $60 today, unnumbered. That's absolutely the, insane to me. It the just, one that I keep seeing pop up a lot is that select draft pick that is going for like $100 to $125. I think if you're going to get in on one, if you can find, if you give it a few more days when people actually like come back down to earth, I think you buy that like where it's like $50 before that game next week to the Chargers. I'm just, I, okay. I'm just, and again, this is not long-term. This is just crazy idea flip mentality. That's all that is. So you're saying you think you could buy this card today? No, no, no. I said like, give it a few more days. Give okay, it to let, let it come- people, uh, you know, settle back into reality yep. and see that card come back down to I will. I would like to get it around 50. I'm going to guess it'd probably be like closer to 75 or something before by Thursday. I assume that it's a Sunday game next week, right? Or this coming Sunday, week? Night, Sunday night game. Sunday yeah. night game. At the Chargers. Oh, it's the Sunday night game. So what is your what is your thesis on this? Just so I'm clear. Okay, so. What's the card selling for right now? The card selling for right now. The last one sold for $125. This is 2023 select draft pick auto. Okay, because I did. I'm curious. I think I know the end. Did you happen to listen? Because I, I was, I took some notes away from our discussion last. Did you listen to the last podcast? Or excuse me, two weeks ago when we were talking about Dak. It was two shows ago, I believe. It wasn't the last one. Uh, Maybe it was the last one. I went. No, no, no. I did not. Not on that okay. one. Here is the only thing mm-hmm. in that. And we both did this. Like I had a skewed viewpoint. Cause I'm like, well, I'll buy 80%. I don't like listening back. That does nothing for anybody because nobody else is buying like I'm buying because most people don't have the network. So it's not fair to say, I hey, don't think you had any kind of network. I know you said that a little but bit, but, I, but my, but I disagree with that, that part well, of it. Good news. I'm going to get around to your criticism. The, the problem I had with your point of view though, was like, well, yeah, but if it comes down here, like for example, with this card, yeah, well, yeah, if it's 75 bucks, it, what's going to cause this thing to drop 45%. Like we just talked about the fact that it's already, there was already one that sold for 225 and then it dropped. Well, down that was to, a numbered card though. The that the, one doesn't show numbered. The one that sold for two twenty five is gold number to fifty. The You're base version, the 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 oh the white. Correct. The white is not numbered. So so that's the card I'm going off of. That white card. No, this is this is a white. I'm show you right here. I'll show you right here. This one says white. Yep, and it sold for one. Right here, two twenty five yesterday. Yeah, see, one thirty point shows different. Shows the actual price was only one hundred and twenty. Oh, okay. Maybe there's a discrepancy then because this one says 225. But here's the thing. Let's call it. I, I wasn't even going to use that one anymore. And 100. I see 100, 130, 125. But there's so 120 bucks is the average. Even if you throw that one out because there's four other sales in the same range, that's clearly an outlier. Sure. So 120 bucks. 
So let's say it comes down to my thinking is that over the next few days, if you can get that card, you can probably get it for realistically like 90 to a hundred dollars. Okay. That, that I will accept a minute ago. was like 75. Well, 75 would be like a actual, if you gave this time, but I'm realizing now it's Monday and this game is coming up in the next week and there's not a whole lot of so this card what price. Are you comfortable buying this card at? I would literally go out and buy this card right now mm-hmm. for a hundred dollars. If I was a gambler, that's fine. hundred dollars. And what's the goal? The give goal me the, is give me the Friday price. night. Yep. While like third quarter Sunday night. Or, I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. Got you. Excuse me. Sunday so night. Third super quarter. short term flip. Yes. For so what do you? I'm trying to think what you'd have to sell it for to make it actually worth you. So if you sold it for 140 bucks, take out fees, you made 25. percent Is that reasonable? 140 bucks after you take out fees. Sure, that makes sense. A little less, but call it 20 to 25 percent profit. Yeah. Okay. I'm just, that's what I'm, I, I, that was my issue with the lat, and it wasn't just a you issue. We were very, very vague, and I thought, you know what, I would like to be specific with these. I would buy it for 70, like if somebody was like just dumping it. Sure. I might take a chance. My buy price on this, though, would be almost half of this. Well, I, to be fair, though, on that DAC conversation, you said if it were, if you could get it like at 120 or something, I said take off the 20% or something. We were saying around $100. It did sell since then at $98. And then it resold again for $150. But again, the $100 is based on me being able to buy it 75% of comps. That, but again, you didn't have to because this person isn't you and they bought it at $98. Sure. So then take it. So again, we're taking one-offs. Take the average of the three, which we did. Because three sold within three days. So your average, because I can't go on just to, hey, this guy got the absolute lowest buy in the last month. And then we're going to use the 150, which is the absolute highest. That's not realistic. But it, it's not like the realistic thing is like what happened since we talked about it. Sure. And since we talked about Three it, it went sold, down right. and then it went back up. What realistically what happened is it sold for 141, yeah. 98, 152, which is an average of $132, which is exactly the same as it was last week. If we're going at the price without, without taking off fees, like we said, the average was 131. Now it's 132. Yeah, but you wouldn't have bought at those higher prices. That's the only problem with that. You would have only bought if you got the one where it did go down to 98. That was the whole, the so whole even point that, of it was. I, I get it. But if even, you can buy low, then go ahead because you will have multiple opportunities to sell it for higher. And you since then have had, you've not only had the opportunity to buy it for lower because somebody did, and you've had multiple opportunities to sell it for 147 and 150 something. So again, it's not like, yes, I get the whole average thing, but I'm not trying to do anything based on an average. I'm trying to do it. If I see a one-off where it just drops all of a sudden, I want to take advantage of that. But if I'm at a show sure. and I want to take advantage of like, hey, I'm at a show. Show mentality is so much different than like online. If I'm at a show, I, there's a good chance I'm going to find somebody who has a card that's not super popular, but a, this has 1,400 cards out there. I'm sure I could find a deck at a card show where I could get somebody to give me some kind of deal on it because there always seems to be some deal to be made, especially like the last card show we were at. There wasn't a single person that wasn't willing to go below comps. I think it's reasonable to think me. reasonable to think you could buy that card for a hundred dollars cash at a show. Yeah. I don't disagree. I just can't go. Well, I can. Not only am I going to find it for the cheapest price for the hundred dollars only, mm-hmm. but I'm also then going to sell it for the highest. That's what I'm saying. We're, everything you know, doesn't go that. Uh, everything doesn't. Everything. So, doesn't. That's why I mean, for like the average listener, I don't think buying that card for hundred dollars is a good buy because even after fees, you're one hundred and thirteen bucks. And I don't think you're selling it for the all time for the for the last two month high. I don't think that's reasonable. 
it doesn't have to be reasonable when it's fact, when it actually happened, when okay, you could have done it. Like when that person, like mm-hmm. when anybody, for all we know, the person that was listening to the show went out and did that. Exact for 98? Thing. Maybe. Because I mean, that that is what happened. And that, it wasn't a, hey, could this happen in the world of, you know, chance that there's going to be averaging out really low and then averaging out really high. It was all about, will there be people getting rid of this card at a lower price? Because to your point, he's not a great quarterback overall. Mm-hmm. But to my point, I thought there was enough fandom and enough time where he comes back and does something relevant well enough in a game to jack his price back up. And I think that's what was proven in that case that, yes, someone did get rid of it very low. And then there was enough fandom out there to, for someone to buy it, multiple people to buy it around 150 after that. That's that was my whole point. I get it. I'm just and my whole thing would be I would never do that. I, I'm not buying a card based on I could be the one guy to buy it low and then one of only two people to sell it that high. I don't think it's worth the risk. The same way I'm saying with this Tyson kid. I'm not saying you're wrong, by the way. I'm just saying my point is, even with Tyson, I'm not going to live in the fairy tale where I'm going to buy it crazy cheap and sell it high. I just don't I don't think you're going to be the person to make the one low buy and also the two high. Like, I don't think that's going to happen. So that's my, that is my warning on all this. I just think you got to be way more selective. But buying. That's, that's the great thing about it is you don't have to buy anything unless you do like that process doesn't get started unless you get the good deal to begin with. Sure, like unless you can buy it low, mm-hmm. then it's like, okay, whatever. This is a, Hey, if you see an opportunity to get this low, here's a reason why you should, because there's going to be a chance that they're going to have a, a, a spike or another reason why their price is going to go up. That's and that other, was my whole mentality. That's of, the other thing that scares me, too. There has been no reason. They had a bye week. Dak? Yeah, they didn't no, play. They, did. they played. They played on Monday night. I think it was Monday night's game. Whenever, when did, or was it Thursday? When did they play? They've played since we talked about it. I didn't think they had, but you could be right. I, I do need to double check that. I, I thought they had a bye week this week. Because we talked about it last Monday. And I'm pretty sure, yeah, they played. No, they had a bye week. No, so they played Monday. So they when we talked about it on last Monday's show, they had played they played that night. Which what was the date? I'm sorry to get that wrong. was the 16th. So 16th that they won against the Chargers. So all three of these sales have happened post that game. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Okay. So that's all I'm saying is get looking for opportunity. My my thought process, and that's why it's good. I'm glad that you would never do that because you represent a large portion of the audience. I think the portion that I would represent there is is the guy who's just in this for not only because they love sports or they love cards or they love a combination of both, but they also are looking to have a side hustle and they wanted to say, Hey, who's a guy that I could take a flyer on that. If I can get that first good deal, cause that, that's how it all starts. You don't just take a random gamble that all of a sudden he's going to drop for no reason. You just wait for an opportunity to buy low. And for that, that was why I was making the case with that. Cause people would sell him low. And then I thought there'd be a reason to buy high. So, yeah. That's fair. We've, I can't believe we've talked 30 minutes on NFL. Well, just, again, I want to address it because it came off last time very much like, hey, you can buy it for this and sell it for this. And I, in the real world, that doesn't happen. That was my fear. After listening back, I was like, oh. And it wasn't just you. I, I was doing the same thing. Like, hey, we're promoting. And I started thinking. I was like, yeah, but most guys are not going to be able to do that. You know and what's then- funny is I saw the Facebook post where someone call, uh, commented about like, hey, you know, you're right about that. About the Dak thing? Yeah. But the day before, I had someone reach out to me on Messenger saying the exact opposite. Way to go. What did the Facebook thing say? It was basically just to your point of like no one wants to buy Dak. 
Oh, okay. Yeah, it, you'd have to go back and look. Yeah, I don't know, no, I don't but know. but that's it, it is funny because it is a real world thing. Even though you think it wouldn't be a real world thing, it is. It absolutely is because it did happen. I think it's just a you have to keep an eye out and you have to be active in the in the markets, different markets. If you if you buy Tyson Bajan cards, don't listen to the podcast again. <laughs> I'm just gonna tell you that right now. I I just people are gonna get murdered on that kid. Um. All right. Do you want to talk MLB at all? I know it was. I had one other. No- oh, Mac Jones is the other note. I would. He's another kid. I would sell absolutely right now. Well, yeah. Just I put him in the exact same boat. He is spiking right now. I don't think it's anywhere near sustainable. I would get rid of that kid in a heartbeat. The only other football note I had. I think we're finally going to see it happens every year. A couple weeks a year, we see this where a guy goes absolutely nuclear. A defensive player. Defensive players oh, have who? to be so much more talented and better than offensive players for, for it to affect their hobby value. Miles mm-hmm. Garrett has been great for years. No one argues that. I had not paid attention because, again, he's defensive. So it's like you got to see unbelievable stuff. I didn't see the exact stat line yesterday. We had, like, recovered fumbles, a block kick, a sack, defended everything. The kid is unbelievable. And then they showed a stat today. He is the youngest guy. At this point in his career, he has more sacks than anybody else in the history of football, more than Reggie Reggie White and more than Bruce Smith. I think we're going to see a weird window where Miles Garrett becomes the absolute talk of the town. We saw this two years ago with Chase Young. We saw this last year with Micah Parsons. I think Miles Garrett has all the attention now on a team that's actually winning games. That is a guy I would take a, a kind of a small flyer on for a very short window. For two or three weeks, this kid's going to go out. He's the talk of the town. He's going to be the defensive player of the year. Guy's going to get hyped up, and it'll be like the one time this year we see a crazy spike from a defensive player. That's cool. Okay. Which I like to see, by the way. He should be outselling everybody but the top four quarterbacks of all things were equal because he is by far the best this year at what he does. But he's not a quarterback, so he's not going to sell. Same way Justin Jefferson is unbelievable, but he's not going to sell higher than the top 19 QBs in the league. But I did want to give a little bit of love to that kid because he's unbelievable. Uh, Did you give any attention to any of the other position players, like uh, wide receiver, running back? Yeah, I just feel like there's— A.J. Brown's having a crazy season. Tyreek Hill's closing in 1,000 freaking yards. It's like the eighth week of the year. A.J. Brown—the fact that A.J. Brown and Julio Jones go from the Titans over to Eagles and just absolutely dominate is just so embarrassing for the Titans. By the way, I did see something about—I think we talked about this recently because Bill Simmons said something— about Belichick getting possibly getting fired this year. I did see something about Oh, they Belichick. signed his extension. Yeah, he had some yeah. extension over the the summer. That was his 300th at home regular season game. Well, just regular season game, not at yeah. home. Yeah. Yep. Oh, it wasn't at uh, Correct. Uh, okay. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, regular season yep, game. Total. Yep. Yeah. I mean, I guess that's great and all, but at this point, I don't know. What do you think there's any any chance that Belichick is like still relevant in the next uh year or so? You're, I mean, it's the NFL. You're as relevant as your starting quarterback. Yeah. You show me a QB, a, a coach who wins in the league without a quarterback in the last 20 years. It doesn't happen. Even before then, it didn't happen a lot. But for sure, not in the last 20 years. So, no, I just don't. I, he's great. He's still the all. To me, I don't think it's even close, by the way. He's the greatest coach of all time. But no, that's where we're at with Belichick. You don't have a quarterback. You don't have that many skill position players. You're in a super tough division. You're not going to win games. So, uh, Let's go to the overtime Oh, yeah, this was brutal. And I've talked to these guys. I forget the kid's name. He's a younger guy. Him and his dad, the whole we talked to most of the team yeah. um, about joining the app months ago. So overtime rips, they do a bunch of breaks on Instagram. They were big on whatnot for a while. They may still be on whatnot. I know they're still big on Instagram. I don't know what they're doing on whatnot if they are anymore, but I know they're big now on Fanatics Live. 
they did a break a couple of days ago. They're doing Tops Gilded. And it wasn't the the full time, like the kid I actually know from Instagram. I say no. I don't even know his name, but I've no. spoken <laughs> to him a couple of times. Okay. Um, I believe it's him and his father's business. Uh, they're doing a live fill where you're auctioning to get a random team. Okay, we'll bid 30, 20, 30, 40. So there's 30 teams. Uh, price, a couple big teams got hit early. And so all of a sudden the pricing started to fall for a single box. So guys weren't paying you know as much as they thought they should. Here's the problem I have. So two things. Number one, the guy was like whining the whole time, but oh, these should be whatever dollar spots. Oh, just not getting and they auction prices. Yeah. He, he also said multiple times in that video, these are $900 boxes. They're not. And oh. just to be clear, if he bought from Fanatics Direct, which I'm sure he did, it was $2,500 a case. What is that divided? Can you do real quick? 2,500 divided by six. That was the box cost. I know people are terrified about talking about, you know, profit on breaks and how much they actually paid. That's what cost was. You're uh, on the platform. 416. Okay, so call 420 bucks after shipping. You can still buy them on, on blowout for under 700. They are not $900 boxes. This story irritates the crap out of me because I see this on platforms all the time where guys will go live and just whine about stuff not going for what it should be because you're lying to your audience. You're hyping up stuff. It's a good product. It doesn't even need to be hyped. Hype it up as a $700 product. Yeah. Don't hype it up as 900 bucks. Also, you see the volume they move? They are crazy big. They move a ton of volume everywhere. If you take a loss on one freaking box of cards, shut your mouth, take <laughs> care of your audience, and do the right thing. Yeah. This is a bigger problem than just, I'm not trying to just rip on those guys. Because again, I've actually, the kid's always been very nice to me, good company, whatever. But this is a crap thing to do. You don't refund a break because you're not making what you think you should. If you're going to go live with a live fill break, you accept what it sells for. Don't overhype things. Don't lie to your audience. And your audience will probably take a little bit better care of you. Well, you know, a lot of this comes down to how people run their business. And that's where the most of this stuff was never even really thought of before, I would say, 2020, when the boom happened. Like, before this, it was just one guy running a show. Maybe he had a buddy or something. But now you've got these big break operations where you've got multiple people. And they're like, everyone wants to get their own, right? They want to make their money and, and do well. So these guys have independence. I can't say for sure for overtime rips, but we know this has happened with like the whole um, Martinez, the Pokemon seller that just got kicked off of what not, not too long ago. These individual breakers get their own allocation or their own portion of allocation to go sell. And then it's up to them to sell it at the right prices. But they know if they sell it for a little bit more, they get a little bit more. They get to Maybe. keep their own little chunk. Maybe. But I that's have no, the problem with they it. Might, well, I don't know that that's even the issue. They may just be salary employees. I have no idea that they're paid off the profit of a box. If they're salary employees, then that's even, like, yeah. That but I just mean, I, I'm not going to speculate on how they run their company. I have no idea. What I do know is that's a terrible look. You don't do that. Fanatic stepped in. I was happy and, uh, you know, happy and underwhelmed, I guess, a little bit. Number one, they stepped in that night and they've released a statement on Twitter and their Instagram and their social saying they suspended them from selling on Fanatics Live. Good for you. There's no, there's no spot for that kind of crap because the only people getting hurt there are the customers. Yes, the customers got refunded. I thought that's where Fanatics Live could have done a little bit more. Like, hey, you, you, you're, everybody's getting 25% extra as credit for the site or something. Go a little bit above and beyond because if you're the guy who won the Diamondbacks in that product for super cheap, you're pumped. I'm going to hit a Corbin Carroll for dirt cheap. Statistically, you're probably not hitting Corbin, but you're excited. Mm -hmm. The fact that you ruined that experience irritates me. Uh, it also, though, just speaks to the bigger issue right now where things are tight in the hobby. Money is not being printed like it used to be. 
If you think you're going to go on there and be a drip, and this is actually nothing now to do with overtime, just the overall state though, like you have to take care of your people. Breakers out there who popped up in the last few years who have not cultivated a community based on honesty, being honest with your, your customers about, hey, what's a good buy? What's fair pricing? It starts to come back to bite you when things get tough like they are now. So I don't have any sympathy for these guys who are losing money. And if you're a startup guy too, like, hey, I'm just starting up though and I'm, I'm losing money. That's what it takes. I got news for you. Aside from the people who started in 2020, the rest of us came up in an atmosphere where we lost money on a lot of products. And then we made some money on some products and we fought and clawed our way through. And then we got to 2020 and we printed money great. But you had to put in work before that. So I guess I just, I have no patience for this type of crap though. If you're choosing to live sell, then live with what it sells for. So I'm happy with Fanatics. They suspended them. I don't know how long, and I don't even need it to be a lifelong thing. Like I, this to me is not the most egregious thing you could do. Not like they were stealing cards. And that's not to excuse it. It's a scummy thing to do. Uh, suspend them for a week or two. Give them another shot. Hopefully they conduct themselves better. But I was glad to see a platform step in that quickly, at least. I thought that was a good thing. Um, and honestly, this speaks to the point. I'm just going to keep talking. Jeremy's not here. So uh, Burns released a statement today. I'm going to read this. Our buddy Nate Burns from Grand Slam Collectibles. Moving forward, we will only carry certain hobby boxes. Companies are asking us to take on the entire risk, in some cases, without being able to advertise or sell online the product we pay for up front with zero profit or loss. We love our customers. You're the reason our doors are open. It's important to us. You understand why we're making this decision. This was telling to me. We will work on more repack products, setting up at shows, buying collections, grading, vintage, wax, memorabilia, Pokemon, silver, gold, etc. We will prove we are going to adapt in this industry and not only survive, but thrive. I thought this was interesting because you just talked about this last show, the adapt or die mentality. Mm -hmm. You know, Nate has a massive card shop. They've made a ton of money over the years, but that's a guy who has taken, by the way, they're not a sponsor of the show anymore. They came off two months ago. So no, we're not just, but I saw this post and it resonated like it is true. You cannot just buy all products and make money on them. So if you're not going to be able to do that, where do you go? Yeah. I'm going to take this first line. The first thing he mentioned, and he already does this now, he's got his gold rush product is repacks. Repacks get such a bad name in the hobby because so many people are greedy and, and are just stupid with how they build them and they take advantage of their customers. I will tell you right now, I think repacks are one of the best products when they're done correctly because A, it adds a ton of liquidity back to the hobby. The backyard guys were at the Nashville card show. I talked to two or three dealers. They got almost entirely cleaned out by them. They were paying great. Now, I think they overpriced their stuff. I've comped some of the stuff in the repacks. Yeah. But the fact that they are going out and buying like that, a lot of other people do the same thing. It's great for people in the hobby. You're able to sell a ton of stuff at 70, 80% of comps. Good for you. It's a win. You get a bunch of cash. It also mitigates the risk. If I'm building a repack, I can outline upfront what it is. Mm -hmm. Like, hey, I'm going to do black boxes tonight, as a matter of fact, on the Facebook group, SCN Breaks. I don't know the exact price. I haven't broken it down yet. But when I come up with it, it'll be, hey, it's $100 a box. The absolute floor card is 30 bucks. The ceiling is 275. You know exactly what you're getting into. I think it mitigates a ton of risk. Everybody gets something. There's no absolute skunks. And even just that thought of, yeah, I only got the $30 card. I lost 70%. Better, you knew it up front. You still got something back. I do think there is a lot of good that comes from repacks. When it's done well, it's just done poorly so often. Yeah. Okay. I actually like that because I do think repacks are going to be a growing form of the hobby. If you can't get allocation, you got, but again, I would tell you, if you're going to do repacks, you've got to be upfront with people. Here's the thing about repacks too, is like you get like, what's, what does everybody do? That's, I mean, I shouldn't say everybody, but a large number of people in the hobby take the cards that they get and go and get them graded. 
a repack kind of like takes out that middleman because you're more than likely a lot of times at least getting a repack of cards if you're getting singles that are already graded. I like that. I don't like where you're getting a repack of like individual cards, raw cards or anything like that. Oh, I I don't think that's, I mean, maybe 50-50. Yeah, a lot of repacks are not graded cards. Yeah, but I mean, the ones that I've always, the ones that I watch that I like that I try and get into are the ones of graded cards. Do you sell, do you do your repacks with non-graded stuff a lot? Oh, really? Yeah, some of it is. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, if you watch Backyard for a night, they'll roll through, I would say maybe half's graded. Oh, really? But they roll that Nebula and Flamethrower stuff. I mean, they probably do 10, 20 breaks a day. It's like with rare stuff, though? Like, is it? Some. Because I could get behind like a rare, but like if it's a, you know, I don't know, Joe Burrow silver or just a Joe Burrow base rookie card. I want that graded. Like, I don't want to get that just a rare. Well, everybody card. wants it. But again, the difference is what's the price? You go from a $10 card, if it's a $30 repack, $10 could be your floor. We live in a world where there's so much like why are uh, there's so much graded material out there. I feel like that would not be that crazy of a thing to have like, Hey, the it's majority not, of them would but be, but it takes the price way up again. If I want to do a $30 repack, you can buy in for 30 bucks. Well, the borrow as a $10 raw card works. Yeah. I have to buy that borrow graded. Now I'm going to have to spend 25 to $30 to get it. Either the box price has to go up or that becomes a mid hit. So it's all on a sliding scale of cost and what sure. you're going to get. Yeah. Okay. But there's a lot of guys who makes do stuff. Sense. You know, I, I will do stuff cheap. I mean, heck, we do $25 picks sometimes and almost I all just, that's raw. I thought all your stuff, I didn't think that a those lot of mine black is boxes were like $30. So I thought they were a little bit more expensive. Well, they're running anywhere from 30 to, I think we ran one last week at like 350 Oh, okay. Yeah. Wow, 350 But Dang. it just depends. This episode is brought to you by 7-Eleven. Cold slurpy drinks and a hot summer day are a match made in heaven and your favorite refreshment just got even better. Let's talk about 7-Eleven's $1 small slurpy drink with seven rewards. It's the classic frozen fizzy treat you can't get anywhere else. I'm a blue raspberry guy. Just know that about me. Know that I'm going to be going forward. Anytime there's a drink like this, I'm in on the blue raspberry. If you're feeling thirsty, feeling thirsty right now. How about going to visit a 7-Eleven valid through 1725? 7-Eleven has the right to end this promotion early, plus tax, participating U.S. stores. See app for full terms. All rights reserved. This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Cars can be a big investment, so it's important to take care of them. I once got a car that I started out with 25,000 miles on. I got it to over 200,000 miles because I took care of it. You know how you take care of a car? You take care of the maintenance, the oil, the brakes, all that stuff. And if you don't, you can have a car just completely fall apart. When your car needs maintenance, head to Jiffy Lube. They provide automotive excellence at speed. Get your oil changed, brakes checked, tons of other multi-care services. It's all done by expertly trained technicians who actually care about taking care of you and your car. Jiffy Lube, car more. To find coupons and start an instant online estimate, visit jiffylube.com. This episode is brought to you by Thomas's. Thomas's presents Technique with Tom. Slicing an English muffin with a butter blade? Boulder Dash. Just pull apart with your hands and marvel in the nooks and crannies splendor. For each one is unique like a snowflake. Thomas's, huzzah, a toast to breakfast. All right, guys, and here for your hockey talk, Jeremy Lee. 
<laughs> and there he goes. Uh, terrible connection. Obviously, that ice country that he lives in doesn't support Riverside, and that's not his fault. Let me let me throw this out there. The height is- and the baldness is his fault, and so I'm glad he's not on here. I'll say that right now. Showed up late. This is what I got from another big hockey guy who also has a podcast. He was smug. Do you agree with that? He said the, <laughs> he said the following items. He said, Jack Hughes, he says, is probably the second most popular player at this moment behind McDavid. He might score 50 goals this season and hit 100 points. He also said Austin Matthews, Kale Macker, Makar, and Cole Caulfield. There you go. I just basically covered the entire segment. We don't even need Jeremy back on. Fine. You're but welcome. he'll be back on Thursday. Yeah, yeah. Thursday. To say hello and then leave. <laughs> uh, technical issues. Let's go. We do have uh, new releases, and we also had a fun segment before we got to mailbag. Yeah, let's go. We could point. Actually, um, it's probably good we rambled about the NFL as long as we did. Yeah, <laughs> we just filled a ton of time. Uh, then we already did the repack. We did overtime. This will just be quick. Top sports that need cards. So I mentioned this, I think, on the live. I did a live uh, giveaway for Panini NFTs, which, by the way, there are so many good fans out there who love that kind of thing. And if you don't, again, we've said it a thousand times. That's fine. You don't have to. We hate you. But, oh, no. <laughs> but it is kind of crazy. The people that are going, like, they just laugh at it and they make comments about how stupid it is. Literally, like, these packs, like, we pulled uh, a Dame Lillard out of one of the best of NBA packs. Guy could immediately, because they there was one that just sold, immediately turn around and sell that thing for 225 or give it a little more time and sell it close to 300. And then there was a, some kabooms that we pulled worth like 70 plus dollars. Like it was just, you're just making money and it's a giveaway. Everything was free. So I don't understand why people had a problem with that, but I say all that because one of the quiz questions to you be able to get your pack was uh, name the sport that has to do with doing uh, martial arts inside of a vehicle. Do you know what that, sport is called it's called card jitsu and it is a real sport it actually exists these people are you have to start in a car both in the front seat buckled and then you start doing jujitsu on each other inside of a vehicle that's a thing on tv it gets televised um that when that came up i was like we gotta look at some of these other sports here's the problem we're sitting here you know, worried, trying to scrap our way through getting re-signed with a, sure. with a, a podcast on The Ringer. I got people driving around with seatbelts on, <laughs> trying to fight in a car. I, <laughs> we live in a world. Not to mention the other thing. The, what is this stupid thing on TikTok that's taking over the world now? Oh, the NPC thing. You love it. I, this Mike world loves this. cannot come to a conclusion <laughs> soon enough. I am. It, it is unfathomable. Not only this Do you want to explain what it is? The NPC I don't thing? know. I don't even know. It's literally people just in front of their phones. Yeah. And they just act out the emoji you send them. Yeah. It, the, so it's NPC is a non-playable character. Oh and it's just people God. who just make computer movements as, as if you're just like a computer character in a game who has no one controlling you. In a string of events where New York just completely <laughs> sucks and always lets me down. The <laughs> Yankees, the overall just wretchedness of the state, the traffic, the pollution, everything terrible. Uh-huh. You have people like this on the sidewalks in New York. And not one decent New Yorker could just take them out. <laughs> just tackle just, them. Again, makes sense. You just continue to let people down. So. All right. So that's not a sport, but it is a oh. crazy thing that's also happening along with car jitsu. But just ridiculous. Um, car jitsu. Oh. This is, since this is a sports-related podcast, I figured a few of these might need to be mentioning. Um, the These are the top. These are the top, like, most popular, unusual sports by views. Okay. Okay. First one. 
bed racing. Now, Again, this I this actually started, I nope. guess, like in the the Army, Navy, Marines, or something like that. But now it's a competition open to anyone. Uh, so you're you're racing on a bed. It's basically what it sounds like. Uh, next one is the World Gurning Contest. Would you like to know? Would you have any? Here's what's great about the World Gurning Contest. It would actually make some really great cards. You have to play along or else. I told I you what this so, was beforehand. It's not you. I am so sad the levels humanity is at. All of these things so far, including the NPC, one big island, just cut it off, push it in the water. Okay. Uh, Gern, I do not know. I don't even have a guess. I didn't either, if that makes you feel better. A competition no. where the ugliest face wins. You win. Next. Well, Boom. Roasted. That was not nice. Well, like, okay, that's it? The, it's just literally just a bunch of ugly people in a room? Uh I think you're making it's not like you you're born ugly. It's no, you're making a, you're oh, making oh, oh. a face that I would gotcha. be ugly. Why would oh, it no. have to be they go they're up? not attractive? Well, you said the ugliest face. Yeah, person. I didn't mean like they're just like okay, ugly. I don't what know. kind of competition would that be where you're just well, like you're already going hey, through life? You you walking down hey, the street, you know what? You're the next star. If you're already of going gurney. through life ugly, you might as well win some money from gurney. <laughs> so okay, by the way, they're officially on the island with the rest of the crew. Push. Okay. Next. All right, let's see who else goes out there. Um now here's the problem is because I feel like you're not gonna you're gonna say not this one. Uh this one's it's just called dwarf throwing. That's just what it's called. It? Apparently, this is Still a popular thing. Extreme ironing. Wait, wait, it's literally just throwing a dwarf? Ah, <sighs> uh, yeah. I'm okay with that. It is mainly banned now. No, no, no. They can stay on the mainland. That Next. is mainly banned. Oh, they're good. Um, I'm good with that one. Uh, extreme ironing. I've seen some of this. People like literally ironing on a surfboard like you're out surfing. Ironing like clothes ironing? Trying to iron uh, clothes. They already got the surfboard. Put them on the island. <laughs> they're already Next. There. Yep. I'm playing along now. All right, so you're going to guess what this sport is, but you're going to be wrong. It's called Poo Sticks, mm -hmm. and it's a not-so-sticky event by the book character Winnie the Pooh that involves racing sticks thrown over a bridge into the river. <laughs> okay, keep going over the bridge and right onto the island and off to sea. Zorbing. Next. Is that like LARPing? It's rolling down a hill inside oh. of a giant inflatable ball. You've probably seen that. It's like yeah. these big balls. It's a sport? Apparently, it's a sport. I'm good. They can stay. Yep. That one's good. Well, the island. We got one. There's no mountains on the island. You're running so out of space. Yeah. Yeah, they're good. They can stay. Uh, you throw the dwarf in that thing, and you're good to go. Now, this is interesting. Worm chasing. Bring as many worms to the surface as you can. Island. You need that for fishermen. I guarantee there's not a single fisherman doing that. These are weirdo creeps. I've seen this sport on Netflix on some show. It's called cheese rolling. Oh, they roll it down the hill and the guys run. And the after people it. like they I'm are actually getting good. bloody and bruised. I'm good with that one. Thing. Yep, there's a there's a level of injury. I'm good yeah, with that okay. one. Yep. Good. Okay. Um, I would two love, more. I would pay to Last see you do two. that. By the way. Oh, I've thought about it. Because you running in general would happen because it's straight downhill, uh -huh, like I know. so steep. As first run <laughs> off the side of the hill, Done. knee goes backwards, yep. like implodes, just absolutely Total gone. hyperextension. Yep. And then it's just the roll down the red. But, then, with the but then your dreams come true. Your legs are both broken. You just get weighted <laughs> on hand and foot all day. And lifetime supply of cheese, obviously. That would Is be that the, the reward. I don't know, but it should be. It okay, absolutely should stays. be. Next. See, I'm very balanced. <laughs> Toe wrestling. No, I don't even want to. Battle of big toes. I think you like tie a string around I've each seen, one, I've I believe, seen is your what feet it is. Disgusting. Yeah. Next. <laughs> Island. The last one in the top 10 
It's an apple race. Yeah, we have really bottomed up. <laughs> we go from having like a professional guest on here talking hockey. You know what's funny? funny. Speaking of professional guests, you know who uh, I've got the Ringer team reaching out to? I have them reaching out to Mike McDaniel, the head coach for the Dolphins. Card guy. He is a card guy. Uh, somebody, one of the He's guys. He's a hipster, too. I, I saw that guy kind of. Oh, he definitely has. Like he does have a hipster look. Um, but we still keep it professional, people. We are trying to get some more uh, experienced guests as, as well as still keeping the nonsense fresh sure. and clean. All right. All right. Next Next stuff. That was good. You did well. You, I, I thought you were good. I thought you were going to be completely dead, and you did so oh, good. Trust me, I'm dead inside <laughs> hearing some of that stuff. This is a great time to mention a sponsor. Uh, no, new releases. New releases. You want to start with basketball? Panini Flux, give me the price. Panini Flux is going uh, to come out for $200 a box. Oh, I'm, I'm a- sorry. I'm so sorry. $219. I'm okay with it. It's cheap. It's last year's class. Got a little bit of buzz. The season's about to be here. Flux actually does a decent job with the inserts and parallels. I like this as a break. I'm not breaking hardly any basketball's personals, but I'm okay with it as a break. Call it ready to be. Meh. Move you, on. You know Thursday will be the start of the NBA season will have already happened. Will baseball Series. will still be happening. And football's all happening. It's one of these and small hockey. windows. And LARPing. Whatever stupid <laughs> stuff you're doing. I don't see those people at uh, Drake's Creek anymore. You used to be out all the time. Oh, remember? yeah. Man, COVID, that's COVID wiped out the LARPing community. <sighs> the, Interesting. It's, they should do a documentary. Medieval times. They didn't have the vaccine. See? Wiped them out. All right, uh, next, where do you want to go next? I don't care about Collegiate? Star Wars Black. So do you want to talk about that or no? Yeah, I was going to okay. mention it. You um, can do, I, yeah, I t- 23 tops Star Wars Chrome Black. Jesse, what do you think about this product quickly? Uh, I think it's an awesome product if you're into Star Wars. I mean, there's not a whole lot to say if you don't care about it, but as far as $100 a box, you're getting four cards, one encased autograph, one parallel. Oh, it's like Topps Chrome Black Baseball. I didn't know that. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I think that's kind of what they're trying to... It really seems like Topps is trying to get things in much more orderly fashion as far as even if you're doing something yeah, non-sport, just go across it kind of all makes sense. Okay, um, my next question for you, Jesse. 2023 Leaf Pop Century Decadence. So this is the same as Pop Century, but they're gold-framed autos. They're gold. They're The max is out of 10 for this product. Um, Everything's numbered 10 or less. Yeah, 10 or less. And the big, big problem is Price. with a regular box of Pop Century, you're getting four cards for about $240 or so. Okay. Two to two. 60 bucks a card on average, let's call it. Granted, a couple of those cards are typically not going to be all that great. Yeah, $5, but $10 you, but relics. you've got something there. Mm-hmm. This is three cards a box. It's a thousand dollars. It's coming out at a thousand dollars. So three thirty-three a card on average. And some of these, uh, again, to give a little credit, some of these cards are triple, some quadruple yeah, autos. Lot, I did see a lot of the multi-signatures. Uh, again, very low numbered, and you're going to have some very high, too uh, expensive, high cost. Or what is it? High resale cards like Clint Eastwood's autos. Those seem to do very well still. Marissa Tomei, those actually do pretty well. The problem is it is way Spider-Man. No, no, no. I know what it is. My cousin Benny. Yeah, buddy. Um, The issue is, of course, the price. I just don't know if the resale value is I don't even know how you break it. I'm not sure what you do. Uh, You know what? Actually, you could do a letter break. Well, a case only is three boxes. In a case, you're getting nine cards. So you could do like a first name letter break. So like J, I would get mm-hmm. a Jesse card. Um, you know, you usually get about twenty spots that way. So you could do forty-five bucks a spot, twenty spots for a single box. So you guys will get something. How much do you think like the Q spots going for? Well, so you combo a lot of those. Quentin Tarantino, those could be in there. That could be. I don't know that. Um. So yeah, that's that's your leaf decadence pop again. I told Mike this. 
there's a mentality that people do in marketing where it's like, hey, if we if we believe it and we can make other people believe that this is valuable, then it'll sell because we everyone says it is, and so therefore it is. That's the only way I think this car, this takes off at a thousand dollars. Yeah, I think it's just I think they swung too high. Comes out at two hundred bucks a box, two fifty a box. Yeah, I mean honestly, maybe. Like, I mean honestly, give it you know, three three fifty. You know, you, oh yeah, I'm sorry because it's nine hundred. You could have even done like five hundred a box. Yeah, and I could justify it. Double the base. Yeah, I think Bry guy got a little. Well, he's not the CEO of Leaf anymore, <laughs> but whoever made this, I think got a little lofty. Um, um, let's go Prism Draft twenty three twenty four Prism Draft basketball next. So Wemby has cards, no autos. He has like color blast. He has the color wheels. He has some inserts that are going to sell for stupid money and the numbered base. Like him and Scoot Henderson, there, there's some stuff in here that's going to sell really, really high. Mm-hmm. Um, it's draft though. I don't love that. And it's international MB stuff, obviously. What is the price? So I would say this. If this is like 150 a box, 175 a box, I think it's worth maybe a chase. Wait, so Wimby stuff is in here for collegiate, but it's 23, 24. He wouldn't have. Everything is collegiate here. His cards are international. I see what yep. you're saying. Okay. What, um, what is the cost? Two hundred dollars. It's not terrible. I honestly think these come down before they go up. So if you want it, I would say just wait a little bit. Okay. You can do personals though, because you get a couple autos and numbered stuff and everything like that. So if it comes down, um, I don't break this stuff because again, it's collegiate. It's tough to do, but the Wemby stuff's going to sell for stupid money. First Panini Wemby cards out of a pack, I think, too, right? Will they have like jersey? Because I noticed a lot of the pictures of the the players did not have like their team, their school names on there. So I assume you know they have it's, to be an NIL deal with the school, right? I have no idea. I don't know how any of that works. I'm sorry. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay, but yeah, that, that'll be interesting. The 2023 Tops Tier One Baseball. Okay, I'm excited about this one. This section Tier One's a good product. By the way, just real quick, the, the jerseys do have the school names on them. Like Chris Murray has Iowa. Uh, there's the a couple colleges. that don't. Okay, but the colleges for the most part do. Ohio State's on. Actually, I think all the colleges ones do. I think it's all the internationals that don't. Maybe or the international? Kids, you know, the other one is like Amen Thompson, though. He's That's the in one that, I was um, looking at, yeah. Uh, he's in that elite thing. You know, the other league, like the elite overtime oh, league? Oh, yes. So those are not on there. Oh, so this isn't. He was drafted, though. So it's not a collegiate product, really. It's a draft product. Because you have international. You have the collegiate o- draft. OTE, is overtime more draft. elite. Yeah. And you've got the college. So obviously gotcha. the college teams are on there. Overtime elite is not, and I don't. I have not even seen. Well, I saw this other one. This Mattis Buz Bazellus. Yep, nailed that. I mean, what is he? Right. Is he overtime elite? No jersey. Yeah, no jersey. So, uh, he is in jersey, but no school name. So either international. And you know what's funny? There's not a single picture on the rele- on the product sheet of Wemby. I would have thought they'd be all over. But it, he is listed in. He's there. listed on the, on yeah. the checklist. Yeah. Okay. Just kind of weird. Yeah. Yeah, like this is the other international kid who's supposed to be a star, but I think next year, uh, M A T A S, Matas Uzalis. I don't know who he is, but I know his cards are selling pretty decent out of Inception uh, months ago. Anyways, sorry. That, uh, that was the guy I just mentioned that you just made fun of me for saying. I said the name right, so I didn't know. <laughs> yeah, year. you did. Um, sure. So tier one, I'm going to guess it's what, 250, 275 a box? Uh, tier one is coming out at, oh, 12 box on. case. Yeah. Oh, sorry, boy. 230. Oh, okay. A little cheap. I like it. I, tier one, here's the one nice thing about it. They have some awesome cut autos. They have bat knobs. They have bat barrels. The 23 rookie checklist in baseball, stupid good. I would expect this product to do really well. And that means you're filling PYTs at what? Three grand a piece or a little less, which is not an egregious full case PYT. I like the product. We got a ton of this, by the way. I like tier one. 
Okay. And even some of the relics, they do a pretty good job of. They got the buttons and all those patches. So this is, of all of the products, this is the only one me and Eddie will actually be selling. But oh, we'll nice. have a bunch of it. Although, yeah, we didn't. We skipped on Flux entirely, which I, I'm surprised we did that. And Eddie does have two cases of Leaf Decadence, the one I just crapped all over. So that was nice of me. <laughs> but Tier 1 to me is a... Six and a half out of ten. I, I, let me. Once I see it, I will adjust my rating. But as a break product, I think it's good. It's not overly expensive. It's licensed. Okay. In general, the checklist is going to be pretty well loaded. Although, one of my only other complaints recently about Fanatics and Tops, the checklist for baseball is not coming out like it was before ahead of time. Like was Gilded. This one out? No, this one still isn't out as of today. Gilded wasn't out until like day of. Tops Pro Debut isn't out, and you got a bunch of breakers making PYTs. You're kind of playing with fire a little bit. I don't know. A lot of it you know is going to be in there, but there are, you know, especially vet-heavy teams. Do they have autos? Do they not? Oh, and I will say, I just ripped my first couple boxes of Gilded last night in breaks. How'd that go? It's nice. It's oh, still really? a little bit too expensive for, for my liking, Yeah, but the base cards sell stupid well. Like, we pulled a Babe Ruth base card number to 50. That's like 150 bucks. That's a okay. And then the very next, card, very next card, by the way, was the Volpe Rookie Auto, which does like 250 to 300. I am curious... Are there any other products before we go on to mailbag? Anything that you know mailbag. of coming out this year? That's my line. Mailbag. Anything you know of coming out this year that you're excited about? Oh, a bunch. I just uh, I, well, you know, I, honestly, I, I know like Topps Chrome update comes out. Well, let still me get, this year. Well, so Bowman's best is almost always December. I love mm-hmm. that product. I don't think it's on the schedule yet. Flawless baseball and and National Treasures baseball panini. Mm-hmm. I love every year. Even this year, they're going to okay. be all vet and prospect. I actually like it better than normal. Are there any football or basketball products you care about? I know, the, like, you've kind of gotten out of that I have. I'm glad side of it. The market stinks. Like, the market, it's just, they're so expensive, the wax. I don't understand it. But that's the thing. Like, even though I real, I agree with you that I wish there was something that was more evenly priced with a lot of, like, how Tops has been pricing things at, like, $200 a box. That'd be awesome. But if it's selling, then there but must it be a market. Oh, there's a market, but there's a market to buy into it and break it. There's a lot of guys chasing. Yeah. To me, the majority of guys who are chasing and gambling on wax yeah. do it with basketball and football. So your thing is that the problem is it's overpriced if you the singles wanted don't to up. get into. Yeah. Well, I mean, like, you, do we know that the singles don't hold up? That is something that I think. A thousand percent. We can do a comparison on this, but yeah. absolutely. Okay. Look at the stuff from 2022 in particular. You can pull Jersey autos of some of these guys, a lot of these guys, and they mm-hmm. don't go anywhere near the price. Okay. It 2023 just, in particular. By and the, the only way. reason I even question you on it is because we the, did this if, before, though. Hang on. Hang we on. did something similar yeah, to this. So, like gold standard, the number one auto you could pull at the time was Anthony yes. Richardson. He's the number one selling auto in the product. His patch auto sells for about a third of or about half what the box sells for. But that was like that one product. I'm thinking no, it was more the same like, with Panini Black. It was the same with uh, plates and patches. The same but like, let's do something like a mosaic or like a prism, like stuff. That's what I want to do. Do it right now, as a matter of fact. Real, very quick. Most, oh, you look up okay. on card ladder. Well, some. I've already got I've got some pricing up for some of these. So I've got I've got 2022 Panini Mosaic football pulled up. How about that? Okay. It goes for four seven four eighty a box on blowout. For a hobby box. That's for a hobby for, box. Okay. I'm gonna look up number one selling guy out of that obviously was Brock Purdy. It would have to be, yeah. So Brock Purdy, if he's number one selling, but I mean, I don't know if that's gonna help your point because he's gotta be high. Yeah, the Purdy Mosaic Silverado sells for we got one at six fifty. The same day, one did nine hundred. That doesn't make sense to me. A PSA ten did eleven hundred. Okay, so it's probably five to six hundred bucks then, because a PSA ten is doing that. Okay. Okay. So you hit the biggest auto in that product. Now mosaic is also base heavy though, and I think that's a good buy. So mosaic, I could almost justify it, but there's only one guy. That's brutal to me. 
just to put it in comparison, right? Mm-hmm. In Topps Chrome, and a lot of products like that, Finest, all of that, if I were to go through baseball rookies, guys who their auto alone is going to clear the, co- the box cost, no question. Corbin Carroll, Volpe, Gunner, Adley. The guys who are going to probably, or get you really close, Jordan Walker, Yoshi, Casas, uh, Michael Harris. You're talking eight to ten guys there for the same thing. So let me ask you. In that, football, it's one guy. The Purdy, though, the, sure. he was graded, right? You were looking at something graded Roz or Roz? doing 600 bucks. Roz doing $600? Mm-hmm. So the only reason, because I can't quickly get to raw numbers on all this stuff, but let's just say you got it graded. The PSA 10 did $1,125 yesterday. $1,100. Okay. Mm-hmm. So then there are out of, are we doing low numbered or no? Nope. You, you don't want to do base. that? Just base. No, because I mean, anything low number. Yeah. But, but that's what I mean. Your odds are so horrendously stacked against you. There are, I, I know that the odds are, but I, are we also considering the fact that yes, maybe something is out of 10, but there's also going to be like a number of inserts that are also going to be bringing up a lot of these. So yes, maybe there's like that card of Brock Purdy's is out of 10, but then there's like, I don't know, 15, 20 inserts that are also going to do something close to that. And the reason I even mentioned this because I'm looking through here and again, it's hard to find just raw, but a lot of these either one of ones out of tens or maybe a little higher for Ritter, for Sauce Gardner, for Purdy, for uh, Mahomes, for uh, let's see, I'm still going down. Sure. Number, but like all of these are. Uh, your like point is valid, by the way. There's 2,500 and up. Yep. Fantastic. So you hit an unbelievable, crazy chase hit like that, which is a sure. product chase hit. I'm a Mahomes to five, $2,500. So you've made, what's that? Six X your, oh no, closer to five. Five X your money, let's call it. For a crazy, unbelievable hit. Yeah. Kind of reasonable long shot, though, is a, is a purdy base auto where you're going to less than double your money. Okay. Compare that to baseball. I pull an Adley red. It's going to mm-hmm. do $8,000 out of a $200 box. What's a red out of? Five. Out of five. In orange, number to 25, though, is going to do 20. That's what I mean. It, the value Wait, is- Wait, but why did you just compare a, a, a raw, a, I said a Mahomes, raw base? I said Mahomes, like a Mahomes to five or 10, like you're saying, is a crazy tough pull. Yeah. Does 2,500? Well, if I get a crazy tough pull out of baseball, it's going to do a heck of a lot more than that. And I paid a heck of a lot less for the box. Oh, that that Mahomes was like uh, that. I actually already passed that. I can't remember which one it was, but it was not uh, as rare as some of these other ones. So like uh, to compare to what you're just saying. So a Desmond Ritter, this is a one of one, but it's a PSA nine, four thousand uh, dollars. That Sauce Gardner, I mentioned. Hang on, okay, uh, real quick. So yep. Desmond Ritter, probably mm-hmm. the third highest selling guy out of that class. Okay, so third highest out of this class, probably Gunnar Henderson. You know what his one of one's going to go for? It's it's it blows it away. But I mean, like Sauce Gardner would not be like Sauce Gardner the, was a stud. Yeah. I know he's a stud, but he's not like in the top three or he probably in the top ten selling for sure. Top ten, yeah. Yep. What's so it, for? it is forty two hundred. What was it out of ten? It was an auto jersey. It was an RPA shield like a patch or what? No, no. It just says yeah, gold rookie auto jersey match. Oh, it's actually not even an. Um, yeah, it's not an RPA. Excuse me. So it's just a just an auto, a gold auto, auto gold auto. Head. Yep, out of ten. Cool. So and it's yeah, not graded. Does forty two hundred? I'm just saying, like I do. That's why I think I, it it would behoove the audience, myself, you, if maybe I just spent a little more time digging in deeper because I would like to know. To your point, like some of this base stuff, like what do you need to hit to actually pay for your box? Not just mosaic, but I want to do like the bigger products because. 
I know you know baseball really well, and it's not to say you don't know this really well. You but made it's just this like, point in the past. I, I, I would, I'd like to see the numbers in because I think you are going to drastically overestimate it. Okay. Yeah. I mean, again, it's not to say like I think it's out way, way, way better than the, any tops product that you've been mentioning. I just think that there must there must be logic behind the fact that they can continue to sell at this price. And I think you are underestimating the drive of the gambler logic. That is it. Okay. Yeah. That's the reason, I mean, you that's the reason very Flawless well. gets ripped like it does. Yeah. You can't tell me Flawless has any ROI sure. for what people spend. Yeah. People go nuts with it. Yeah. Chase but, mentality. There's the same reason casinos are open. Yeah. Well, <laughs> it that's really why, is. That's why I want to do a more popular sure. product that is a lower price. So like here's what I would say. If you're going to do this reasonably then, yeah. I think it needs to be Mosaic and Prism. Mosaic and Prism. Yeah, I agree. Mosaic, Prism, and Optic. Optic, right? Those will be the three. Okay. Because those are comparable in breakdown where you're getting one or two autos, a number of base as well, because we can then compare that to like a Bowman's Best, a Topps Chrome, a Finest, a little bit more of an apples to apples type thing. Yeah, I agree. I'm good with that. Yeah. I think the numbers will bear. I mean, I know they will. They'll bear it out. Like it's just, it's it's a way tougher chase, much higher odds. Okay, cool. Uh, Let's go on to mailbag then. Quickly. I got to get out of here. I didn't realize it was 120. Mailbag. Sorry. Uh, Freaking Jeremy Lee. What are you doing after the pod, by the way? I'm on, you, baby, I'm on baby dude. Oh, she can wait. Um, I'll walk right. out right now if you say that again. She can wait. Rob Cards. That'd be great. I've stormed out of here like a child before. <laughs> Do not tempt me. Test me. Oh, actually, Rob Cards is just laughing at the, the joke here. Uh, let's keep going. There's a lot of Mac uh, hate because I made a, a meme, so we'll skip some of this stuff. Okay. Let's go to Ruben Mitchell. He says, Mike, how old is too old to invest in an MLB player? He's talking about, we talked privately yesterday. Adolis Garcia is having a big playoff. He had a great regular season for the Rangers. Yep. But yeah, he's a, even that, he's probably late 20s. It becomes an issue. People just looking like, doesn't matter. Because a lot of people even now, like, oh yeah, take a notice, but he's already expensive. Meh, what's the point? And he's, I, it, yeah. it's, a, it's a real thing in baseball. We are, ageism is a real thing. Toby Flunderson would hate it. <laughs> Here's the problem. I, when I first read that question, I totally thought he was talking about how, like, if you're too old as a person to, like, buy a card. I I thought he was joking. I did not realize that's what he meant. Great question. Read the question. Sean Carr. Hilarious that card values jump or fall with single-game performances. Agree. I remember that some guy threw a perfect game in the past season. Dude had one great game. Famber Valdez, I think. Did it justify overnight tripling of prices? Nope, but people will still do it. So you you recognize the trend and you cash Mm -hmm. in on it. Hate to say it. You just, you take your win. Except when I recognize a trend and then it's all of a sudden not possible. No, no, I'm saying sell it. Yeah. Oh, terrible trend. Yeah, yeah horrible, I know. Horrible evidence. <laughs> I know. Yep. Uh-huh. Sure. I can buy at the all-time sure. low and it's sell all, at the all-time I mean, it high. And, facts. These and are I can facts. fly. Look at me. The facts would say differently. That's fine. Nick Babel? I can pull it. Is just it select I... facts and dance. <laughs> nope. I know sports I'm gonna win the media cheese and sports collectibles. Now that I will. Uh, I know sports media and sports collectibles is very reactionary, but I think there's enough overall proof Mac. that Mac Jones is not an NFL starting quarterback. His ceiling would be a Minsu-type backup. I mean, I, I disagree because he's led a team to the playoffs twice. He is a starting quarterback. I don't think he's great. I think he's average to slightly above average. Okay. Overall, this year he's been below average. Overall, his career, he has been slightly above average. Uh, Next question, next couple for Jeremy, so we'll save. Let's see. John Dudley, solid question. The also, writer. great writer for the newsletter. Again, if anybody is interested in doing any, we have great open rates. 
uh, we're not going to take any of the money. We're just going to give it all to the writers. If anyone wants to sponsor the newsletter that has a few thousand followers and openers, let us know. With Mike returning to more breaking, what are things he's noticed that are different from a couple years ago? I mean, the pricing, right? The the resale on singles is unbelievable. It used to be we pull a $100, $200 card. It was a big deal because your team cost you 30 Now it's a $900 card, but your team costs you 250 The pricing for sure. I would say the swings now, but that's probably tied to the pricing. Like it used to be very consistently the same guy would buy the Pirates. The same guy would buy, you know, the Dolphins on a football break, whatever. But the pricing has made it so that I think people have to be way more selective on what they, how much they can spend. So they pick their products to buy into. Um, I think what else? I think a lot of guys now are, I think we're kind of getting back to when I started too, where guys are getting back into breaking responsibly. I'm not going to go buy 10 spots in a flawless break, but I'll buy my two teams consistently in a PYT. Okay. Yeah, I, th- I think at least from the community I have, it, guys are a little bit more reasonable than they were for that two, three-year stretch. Um, next question, he says, Jess, uh, this is Mike Pulsifer. Jesse, did you buy any Tyson Bagent? Or, oh, man, Bagent. I, Bagent. Uh, Great arm wrestling. Can we get his dad? Granted, on, can we get his dad on the podcast? Granted, I'm not saying he's the next Kurt Warner, but oh, he was brother. competent for a first start. Oh my god! <laughs> Glad you're not saying that. I mean, come he, on. He oh. said he's not, but he might be thing. better. Here's the thing. No, he's brother. a true underdog story. That's what people love. Um, next question. I, you know how I know that's not, not true? Because the ratings are always bigger when the Yankees are in the World Series. Nobody cares about underdogs. Most overrated line ever used. <laughs> <laughs> really is. You think anybody gave a crap? You know, you're an underdog, right? How? You are an underdog. In what sense? You grew up in the middle of poor country Boston. You were beat up and bullied in school. And you are now a well-to-do businessman who is known for having a lot of knowledge on a certain subject. You know when people started to care about that? When I wasn't the underdog, when I was put, placed at the forefront of that industry. But that's what made you. That, nope, that's the underdog not. story. Nope, nope, you can't nope. just take nope, the nope, end nope. story. I can. I feel like just maybe like you can take the low and the, the high. Is, I can take my definition that of underdog. That is a valid argument. All right, we're done here. Can we no, be done? Well, let's, One more. Uh, let's finish a couple more. There's only a few more. All right, it's one thing. Mike we'll, we'll Pulsifer. Dude, I'm here till like six o'clock. Actually, I was here till six last week. But I am literally here till four or five o'clock i don't want to hear it you have to leave after an hour of being here here until six o'clock i was here till six o'clock editing video what do you think goes on how do you think these things happen michael do you think it's by osmosis mike pulsler had a follow-up question he said um oh pro cycling is what he would like to see as far as like other cards made for others there are there was actually a real list of sports that i was going to pull up but i thought the other one would be more fun equestrian cycling shooting wrestling archery all these things i need to get a camera in this office there there, we have three cameras recording right now i just mean a camera recording when i'm not here you think i'm lying to you i don't think you're lying you do you absolutely think i'm lying that's okay (laughs) yep that's fine trey reeves uh, mailbag question, boneless or bone-in chicken wings? Uh, we're, I don't think Mike has the time for it. Um, bone-in, done. Yeah, definitely bone-in. Brandon Steck, has Sidney Crosby established himself on the Mount Rushmore of hockey? Oh, freak. In the hobby, for sure. Oh, you actually want to answer that one? I was going to say, I so you can realize. Say I would say in the hobby, though, no question. Okay. Yeah, and the other one, the other one is a hobby market-related question. I didn't know if you wanted to listen to this or not, but it says, Chris Haynes. Is it a book? Uh, no, it's like three, two sentences. Okay. 
says, uh, this is for Jesse, but it's also for you. Do you think that the card market went through a dead cat bounce? That's a term in finance uh, where we are now just on the other side. It's a finance term from the past. Have we potentially not tested the bottom from the peak of 2020? So he says, I'm not a pessimist. Love the hobby. Just curious as this is a great buying time. I mean, Mike, that's actually a fair question. Do you think that this is just a, hey, we we hit a bottom. We've come up maybe slightly a little bit, but there's a lot more to go. I still, I still think there's some drops to go depending on what the economy does at this point. Okay. By the way, I saw Sports Card Radio did this too. They had a poll up the other day on their YouTube, like who's responsible for the crash. And it was like oh, influencers, like- Panini, grading. I, I think overwhelmingly it's the economy. Like not even close. Oh, yeah. I mean, that, that's definitely a big part of it. Yeah. But uh, you think like 2022, there wasn't like at the beginning of 2022, even the end of 2021. Do you think we would still be around there if the economy was good? I think it would be close. A you lot do? closer than we are now. Okay. Yeah, I just, I think that is the reason people, I don't think because people made a stupid video, you know, no, some I influencer did, made yeah. a video, they stopped. That, grading, I, I don't know how that would be. P- Tops and Panini have, I don't think that, I, I really, overwhelmingly, I just think it's the economy. No, not even close. Yeah, I think that you're probably right, but. I, I'm of the mindset, you know where I'm at now. I've been buying stuff for my PC right now, because yep. even though I think there's, I think it's probably going to go down another 10 to 20%. I'd like to lock up cards that I want now because I think long-term it'll come back up. Cool. Yeah. That's kind of where I'm at. I do think that we could see a little bit more of a a downfall, but I I do think that if anything, you couldn't ever blame it on one specific thing for the hobby pricing to do what it's done other than the economy. I think you're right. Yeah. And I will say the only part of my game that's actually changed is the midterm hold. I used to buy a lot preseason of every one of the seasons. Like, okay, because mid-season, they're going to have a good year. I'll flip it then. I don't trust short-term holds over the two-month period in any sport right now. I trust if I buy a card today at 80%, I can sell it for 105%. I can do that all day. I can make my margins there. I trust buying PC to hold long-term. I don't trust buying Jalen Hurts today to sell in February on a playoff run. That's the market I don't trust because I don't know. You know, it's like, not a grail thing, and it's, sure. and it's not a an immediate. So those are the cards I've I've tapered off buying. I have, by I, speculating. Sorry, I have this that I was I've been wanting to ask you about, and probably do this on the show, but I also have been hesitant to do it on the show because I don't want it to be viewed as really negative. But who cares? At this point in the card it? hobby, <laughs> at this point in the card hobby, does it not give vibes of like a Beanie Baby esque? hobby where you like it grows in popular it booms and it's not to say because people still collect beanie babies they're still sold millions of them get sold every year but it's not what it was by any means and it here's the reason i would say no because the hobby had a huge history before this it's been around since the 50s 60s mm-hmm. 70s it has seen ebbs and flows in the past including the late 80s early 90s crazy spikes everything was great and then a crash and yet yep. what happened it rebounded Yep. What happened when e- the eBay boom, by the way, early 2000s was a major spike. Mm-hmm. And then, okay, it's not new anymore. It, it crashed. It's come back. Yeah. So that is the one major difference here is, and the other thing too is, like, I, I just don't know how many, like, maybe there, and there probably are passionate people, Beanie Babies, I guess. I think the sports card market is a lot bigger than the Beanie Baby market. I would, yeah, I would have to guess that. Yeah, And for like, sure. I'm not going anywhere. A lot of people are not going anywhere. Yep. I, I think that's going to stay. I think it, you would probably liken it probably more closely to comic books than you would Beanie Babies, just as far as like sure. longevity it, goes. It, but even, even that, right? The one thing here is I'm going to go out and watch this sport. 
tonight or tomorrow. Yes. Comic books is like, I could go read the same book again, or maybe they'll make a movie. Although by and large, most comics do not have movies. Mm -hmm. That has always still been to me the one most common thread. Relevance in the real world, because I can go see it. Yes. And a love of the collecting aspect as well. Beanie Babies, I can't go watch a Beanie Baby movie. Like I agree. It's very one-dimensional. Comics, again, largely one-dimensional. Well, and that's why I say esque in the sense of like, there's nothing. I think Cards is his own thing, just like Beanie Babies is a, its own thing. Comic books is it. But I just feel like now you've we've seen a boom and a bust of the card hobby multiple times, right? Is it just like it doesn't have the ability to be that mainstream I guess, what's a mainstream big hobby that everyone continues to like? I, I guess, is there even something you can think of? Like, what is there that would be similar that has not had its crash? I don't a know. Hobby, really- I mean, sports, I would say. Like, the popularity of sports. Like, I guess you just have to start classifying it as just overall entertainment. Yeah. Like, what and, is and your entertainment I, choice? Right, and if I do that, again, sports have been relevant forever. Sure. Maybe last year's finals were lower rated than the year before, but still, the Super Bowl is going to be watched by 80 trillion people. Yeah. That's why, to me, and here's the other thing. As bad as things are right now, the majority are still up from post from pre-COVID. So it's like, Absolutely. well. So, yeah. but, but if you asked me that a year and a half ago, that I could rationalize, or two years ago, that I could rationalize to being close to Beanie Babies because people with no knowledge came in. Because I do remember even back then. People going to McDonald's and buying Happy Meals to get the Beanie Baby because maybe they get this expensive one. Yep. No knowledge, no love, no collectability, nothing. Just chasing the expensive piece. We saw that two years ago. Mm-hmm. But I think those people have gone and left now. And yeah, the market has come down since they've left, but it's still higher than it was when they got here. So I don't mm-hmm. know. Like for me, all my stuff that I've held for years is still more expensive now than it ever was. That's true. Yeah. So I'm just kind of like, I don't, I, I, yeah. And if this is all it is going forward, that's fine too. Like I don't need to see it rebound. I need to see it level off and get back to where we have overall momentary. NBA cards should sell higher uh, the week leading up to in the first couple weeks of the season just because there's anticipation of the season starting. I don't need them to go up 80%, but everything should be a little bit better. Baseball market should be a little bit better in the playoffs. Yeah. Football, same thing. I think we'll see that though. I don't need it to be every single card, nine, 10 Xs. That's not healthy. It's not sustainable. Are we getting back closer to sustainability? I think so. My only thing I think at the end of it is just like, okay, we are getting closer to sustainable, but we also have seen a huge drop off in people who are in it as opposed to growing 10 X. I think we've probably maybe lost or if the very best maybe maintained. See, and I, I disagree. I think we have, like, more- I mean, I mean over the last year. Right. But again, I, I don't compare it over the last one or two years. My thing is pre and post COVID. I think we have more people in it now than we did pre COVID. Sure. A ton of people came in and left, but some stuck around. Now we're back to the grassroots type of let's slowly. And, and I think Fanatics will do that with their marketing, bring people in. They're not coming into a crazy volatile thing where they're going to get burned and leave. Mm-hmm. And so we're going to just kind of keep that slow roll going. 10 X in, in 15 years. Sure. 10X this, in, a, in 18 months, no chance. Does a multi-billion dollar company want that? Like, do they want a 10X over a slow roll of a 10X? But I don't care what they but if want. They, but that's go- my point. If you, if that is what they want, though, then they are going to try and do things that would. Well, they can try. I don't think there's anything like. The thing is that the days of you coming in and trying that are gone. Exactly. The hobby learned. And Exactly. So you're to your point, you don't think that would actually happen even if they tried. Correct. So then do they stop investing in it? But they've got the licenses for 20 years and you paid billions of dollars. 
Yeah. They are going, and and they're making money. You can still do it without being like fully invested, like putting money into like. But you're making so much money now. Why would you stop? Are you making as much as you thought you would two years ago? No. But the reality is, here's where it is. And honestly, the fact that they're still this invested now kind of answers that question. I mean, it's Mm. been horrible the last two years, year and a half, and they're still throwing all this money at it and trying to grow it. If they're doing that now, why would they stop all this? And it's profitable still. I think it's going to get slightly better. I don't think we're 10Xing this thing in two years. Good. Maybe in 10 to 15. No, I, I, I think that your devil's advocate to those points proves that there's still like a lot of life left around here. I think that there's not just for you, but if you are Joe Everyman card collector, which you you represent a large amount of them, I think that that means that we still have a lot of uh, room to grow in the foreseeable future. There you go. All right, Sports Cards Nonsense brought to you by the Ring of Podcast Network, powered by Spotify. We'll be back on Thursday, hopefully with a tall, bald Canadian, but we'll keep you posted. See you then. Goodbye. Thanks, bye.